Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm tired because it is 6.30 in the morning. How are you? It's actually 6.28. You lied to everyone. (laughs) So how's everybody else doing? (laughs) Everyone else is great. They're probably sleeping right now. Uh, 100%. But we do this for you guys. So (laughs) looked at me when I left. She like did one of the big ads. She like rolled over. Do you need me to uh, move my car? <laughs> I was like, no, I got it. It's fine. Well, we had a wake up call from Roman. Ah. So Jordan's like, I'm going to sleep in today. I said, oh, good for you. And then at 530, Roman must have had a nightmare or something because he was all upset. And you had to leave. And I had to leave. But I did get up and I did make sure he was okay. And then Jordan did get up as well. But then I heard him sleeping again when I left. So they're both out cold. And we're here. And we're here. We're here. (laughs) So hopefully everybody had a good week. Um, Great weeks. Yeah, I have nothing new to report on my week. I mean, even though it's been two weeks. Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah. It has been two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, what happened? Uh, I had a meet in Atlanta. Oh, I saw some weird ass shit in Atlanta. Ooh. Um, some typical Southern bullshit, you know, the South, the deep South. Yes. Um, my sister-in-law lives there. So <clears throat> I did report this to safe sport. <gasps> oh shit. It made me uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Like, here's the thing. Like, it made me feel uncomfortable as a dude. That's you can only imagine what yeah. it made women feel like. Okay. Now I don't know the situation, but I definitely know it's just still inappropriate for a meet. And I like went back and forth with Jan, and at the end of the day, Jan said, "If you feel uncomfortable and you feel like this is something that you need to report, you should." Yeah, I mean, and that's I was true. like, okay. Then I was hemming and hawing over it over a day or two. This fucking. West Side Southern dude, just pony, gray ponytail, big old beer belly, pants tucked, shirt tucked in, pants pulled up to like his belly button, was the loudest, loudest motherfucker <laughs> I've seen at a meet in a long time, long time, long, long, long time. And it was like, back, back, come on, Jenny, back, back, like. Just the typical <laughs> RPS backyard bullshit that you would see anywhere. And then he, Come would, on, Jenny. he would he would get the she would get the lift and he'd give her he'd give a good old tiger fist pump. Be like, oh yeah. And then chest pump and then give her a big old slap on the ass as she's walking away. Yikes. Now, I watched it once. I was like, Maybe that's their thing. And then on the third attempt, there were two hands. Oh, no. Oh, no. But it was like, not like a attaboy. It was a full on like open palm. Yeah. Like it was like fingers were spread like Wolverine. And you're yeah, just giving a big old that's, slap. That's not good. Yeah. It made me feel real uncomfortable. And I like looked at it and I asked my client, I was like, listen, like, is that normal? 
Like, I know I'm not at, like, you know. You're not in your normal, like, area, but, yeah. anytime I travel, I typically forget what part of the country I'm in. Yeah. I just do, right? Like, at the end of the day, I'm there to do a job, and I forget that I'm not just in New York. Yeah. So, I forget that sometimes. And then when things like that that happen, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess... uh, I guess uh, that is right. <laughs> That's a big old yikes. Yeah. Yep. I actually had a yikes from last weekend, too, because so we were opposite. We were on Staten Island. Staten Island. Yeah, which I didn't see Brian, unfortunately. Did you still tell him you were outside? Brian, we're still outside. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyways, so we were at our conference championships and... The facility that we're at, it's one of my favorite facilities. It's super cool. It's right on the ocean. Um, It's like all glass windows. It's actually like run by the parks. It's not affiliated with a school. So the city like manages it. And they host a ton of meets, but we go there every year for our indoor conference. And during the shot put, the men's shot put, there's this kid. I won't say what school he's from, but I will say that they pride themselves on being a Christian school. And so typical. He he's a bit of a showboater. And so like for example, one of our meets earlier in the season, he qualified for Christian Nationals, on, <laughs> which yes, that is a thing. Stop it. I will not stop. For a it. college? Yes. And let me say that Christian nationals are n- <laughs> no, no, no offense. They're not as hard to get into as regular nationals. Well, it's like USPA versus USAPL Correct. versus Very similar. powerlifting America. Yes. Like, I mean, it's whatever. exactly I like it. that. So he qualified for Christian nationals on a throw. To be fair, I threw farther than this and did not qualify for past conference. That's because you're not in Christian nationals. Uh, yeah, I guess, but he threw it and he was walking around going, I'm him. I'm him. Wow. Yeah. Like he used Stefan Diggs's stuff. Oh, it's everyone was him this past weekend. <laughs> but um so he's just that kind of guy. So we're at shot at conference and his first throw does not go well. And he starts to get frustrated and say a few words and and you can see each throw it's getting worse and worse and his anger's building and building. And so before he, he did qualify for finals, so he got three more throws. And before his final throw, he said to no one, just said out loud, if this doesn't go well, I'm going to flip out. And he delivered on that exponentially. It did not go well. It went far for him, for him. But he stepped out the front, which you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> so. As soon as it happened, ah, no, he's like freaking out. He leaves the cage and starts like kicking barriers. He's like, motherfucker. He's like swearing up a storm, like losing his mind. And it's silent. I mean, it was, this was like watching a car accident. Like we just were all like mouth dropped. So his coach comes up to him. They don't have a throws coach, but. I don't think. I don't really know. But one of the coaches comes up to him and he like audibly says, don't fucking talk to me right now. Like f- full, full volume. 
And I looked at my athletes and I said, if you ever even thought about saying that, you would be finding your own way home and you would be removed from this program. Like it was embarrassing. Wow. But, and I, so yeah, it was, but again, you couldn't look away. It was wild. And so one of my throwers, I guess, talked to him after, I don't know why, but he did. And he said that his mom was there and he doesn't see his mom often, which is why he was putting a ton of pressure on himself. But I guess his mom said, you're embarrassing and then left. Ooh. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Mic drop. So mom just. Plot twist. Mom's the problem. (laughs) Got it. Mom just twisted the knife and then left. (laughs) I mean, that kid should be on suicide watch on the way home. It. Like 100%. It was bad. Wow. It was cringy. Ooh. He's got a lot of. Problems. Yeah, I also no questioned. No wonder she went to a Catholic school. <laughs> not Catholic. Out. It's the Christian school. Yeah. Um. I also question if he's eating the hot cereal because his ah. his uh physique has changed pretty drastically since last year, and his he temper also is has some temper exactly. Yikes! Big yikes! So yeah. Instead of hot takes, we had story time. <laughs> story time with Carolyn Marge. But I guess the reason we didn't do hot takes is because today is essentially all hot takes because we're talking about pet peeves, which I learned this week from Gen Zers. The the girls at softball were Are saying, we allowed to have pet peeves as millennials? They're called icks. I will never call it an ick. <laughs> we'll still call them pet peeves, but they're they're like, no, no, it's icks. <laughs> so anyways we're talking about pet I'm, peeves I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink my coffee and, and we're talking about pet peeves in lifting so yeah. it's kind of interesting that we both had stories about competition and now we're yeah. yeah carrying through into this so what is your first one if you had to pick a few all right this is a little unconventional but like the people who get egregiously mad for people who walk in front of their camera is a big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> like, bro, this isn't life or death. They walked in front of your camera, probably didn't fucking see your camera. That's really funny. It's okay. It's it's gonna be okay. Now, I also will take it one step further, and I also have a pet peeve uh, with people who get mad at people who walk in front of them while lifting, unless it's weightlifting. And that's... Yeah, weightlifting is different. Like, weightlifting you, yes, is different. Yes, weightlifting but, like, Strongman bodybuilding power. I don't give a fuck. Like, like, come on. You're like, you're lifting. Like, we've all like lifted in front of people. Like, and not for nothing. In competition, there are hundreds of people watching you, and there are plenty of people that are in your face. Especially now, like, especially our meets. We have a cameraman. We have two photographers. Well, you also have a front judge. Yeah. Sitting right in front so, of you. So, like that, that to me was, those, those are, I guess, it conjoined as, as one. Um, <laughs> That's a thing in throwing, too. Like, it's like an unspoken rule that you don't walk in front of someone when they're throwing. Like, I get it while weightlifting because you are literally throwing weight. So, I get that. You're fucking squatting. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you are that tilted from someone walking in front of you, then you got something something to work on yeah yeah that's a personal personal thing yeah so i kind of on the same note i guess one of mine (laughs) is 
vlogging crew slash entourages because <laughs> I'm real over the entourage concept. Like I get that everyone is trying to promote themselves, but you don't need everybody there with you at all times. You could have people out there supporting you. That's great. But I think that having the, I mean, you do a good job controlling it here, like with warm-up areas, but like... Well, it's because I, I don't allow it anymore. Yeah, it's just you don't need six extra people that aren't doing anything aside no. from standing there and being like, yeah, bro, like, so, you got this, bro. I get... I'm 100% in agreement with you. At, at national level stuff, like in the back, like guys like Russ Horhey have crews that follow his daily life. But he's also Russ Orhe, and that's what I'm getting to, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, John John uh, Doe over here does not need a vlog, exactly. You know, to exactly. to follow their journey, an iPhone will do just enough. Yes, and you can record. Like, there was a guy that was a pretty infamous lifter who is a big YouTuber, has like over a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, and I didn't know who he was at the time. He was in Wisconsin. His name is Sawyer Clatt. And he had like very one guy following around someone in the warm-up room, taking some lifts, but then he does a lot of his own content. So like as soon as he was done, he took its own video and started recording yeah. after and like doing that. And I thought I I honestly was like, wow, like, okay. So this dude's doing it super low budget. And then I looked it up, literally a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Well, on, if that's um, like your thing, then yeah. that's completely different. And I guess that's that's what bugs me is like if but it's, you don't need four to five people following you for me like you need one handler per coach um maybe two depending on like how many of your crew that you have um but yeah i agree with you yeah unless you like are established as that's a piece of your brand and yeah. that's a piece of your business get better today brand <laughs> yeah yeah unless that's a part of you know what you do it's not not everyone needs to be a vlogger and yeah. have a posse. And if you're trying to get into that, that's one thing. That's you know, one but thing. Like at the end of the day, also like you don't need <laughs> a high production crew with a hundred hundred subscribers on YouTube. Like you just don't. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just part of you. Know, yeah. It's whatever. I am with you. Uh, matching plates. They do not need to be the same brand. Plates are plates. Plates are I'm plates. I'm going to respectfully remove myself <laughs> from this conversation. <laughs> plates are plates. They don't need to match. Yes. Now, they... clips? <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, why would you not match your So if you use the strong arm sport in an Alico clip. That's bad. I'm You're I'm, asking I'm for right you're asking for a little bit of a tweak. But Red plates, green plates, blue plates, yellow plates, fives, twos, and ones do not need to match in training. Yes, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. They do not. It is okay. They are all calibrated. They are just because one's got a different name on the thing, it does not matter. Uh, no comment. <laughs> That's fine. I, I said from, what I said. I am what I am. This is coming from the person, though. Like, when I eat, like, this is an OCD thing. Like, when I eat fruit snacks, I've got to have the same color on either side of my mouth. At the Yes, this is the thing. 
And if there's only one of them, I bite it in half so that I can have it on either side. So <clears throat> matching plates is kind of like fruit snacks for me. Okay. It, it is what it is. This is. That is completely, completely different. No, it's. it's one my... is taste. Literal taste. No, it's a mental thing. <laughs> okay. This is. We're fighting. <laughs> we, we are not fighting. This is our, I will just keep shaking my head at everyone who like, matches plates. This is the breakup episode of like, the it's bad. I'm going to bring up Chaz and Allie. Chaz and Allie are the most notorious for matching the plates. Like, we'll sift through certain reds and set them on yeah, the side. Yeah, I feel that. I just, the, yeah. That is a whole lot of work. Carly, in my training today, I will try to not match my plates. You're going to tweak. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that. Oh, so you're saying. No, I'm saying because of your specific OCD already, that if you do that, especially at how early you're going to be lifting, do, do not hurt yourself. You're going to be tense. You're going to be super tense. I'm forever tense. <laughs> I'm always tense. You know what would make me not tense? A good old back slap. Oh, God. Just kidding. I fucking hate yeah. back slaps. I agree that with you. is. That's one of mine, too. Oh, any slap. Any slap, but specifically a back slap. I don't know. Well, I know where it comes from. It's, you know, very much a West Side thing. Yeah. But it is dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. If someone came up and slapped me before I lifted, my focus would be gone. Like, everything that I'm thinking about would be masked by, why did you just hit me? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I also really don't like when a guy slaps a girl. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I get that if she's like, oh, slap me, slap me, whatever. It's still not appropriate. Like, don't, I don't know. It just doesn't look good, in my opinion. It. I agree. I, I'm not, it's not for me. Um, I would say it's more, in my opinion, why the fuck are you going out of your way to inflict pain? Yeah. it's Rather than like a pet peeve for me. But like, I still agree in the sense of like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand the why you need <laughs> i just i just don't understand like if you have to be that jacked up right like that jacked up like you're ready to fight someone right mm -hmm. like when, when i think of that i think of it is the precursor to you getting angry enough that you need to fucking ball out and just yeah, drop it's fists. a fight or flight thing um so i t i just don't understand um I just don't understand that at all. Um, and it's just not for me. Yeah. It's, I mean, if that's your thing, that's fine. But I just, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, on that note, you it's don't have any more in the rules. My last one is. People who don't know the rules. I know we went over this way long ago if you search back through some of our old episodes. People who don't know the rules. Carly, hold on to your microphone. <laughs> people who don't know the rules of the sport that they are playing. If you do not know the rules, ask. Yeah. 
Like it is, it is a large pet peeve of mine that people will fight you verbally on they think they are right. Or I feel like it is a complete disservice to your client to not know the rules of powerlifting or educate them on what to expect or what they do wrong. Like plenty of first-time coaches that go out there. I've I've probably did it before too, but like after you learn, you learn. And, and but don't be so out there and like be like, oh no, you're wrong, or they just don't like you, or well, they're probably playing favoritism. Oh no. uh, yeah, that one yeah. kills Go me. Go fuck yourself. You just don't know the fucking rules. The rules are the rules. Like, like, and I'm sorry. The judge sees what the judge sees at that time. Like, I don't fucking get it. So, mm-hmm. educate yourself. That's Be a fucking better lifter. My other one is. When someone does a meet or two meets and then is a coach. (laughs) (laughs) All All of a sudden, they're miraculously a coach. (laughs) Like, um, I mean, if you want, okay, everyone's got to start somewhere with coaching. And I I do think that that comes with experience. But I think that you also need to present yourself as that then. I don't think you all of a sudden become a guru. No. You know, you don't do one or two meets and then you're, you know, I'm I'm the best powerlifting coach that you can get. No. Like, you got to be honest and straightforward with your clients and say, hey, I'm going to learn with you, um, but I'm excited to do this. Like, it's just the way that you carry yourself. Don't yeah. it, I guess it goes back to the ego thing. Like, if you've done a meet, that doesn't mean that you're 100% ready to be a coach. No. Um, and it circles back to the rules thing. Like you got to know the rules. You got to know the rhythm of a meet. You got to know the nuances mm. of a meet. Yeah. And that just comes with the legwork and the experience. So for those interested in lifting, make sure that you're checking that when you pick your coach, you know, ask, ask their background, ask their experience. And if they have only done one or two, that's okay. But just don't let them, you yeah, know, like understand, like, how much time is between each lift? How um, how long am I going to be here? Like, yeah. you know, little nuances like that make a lifter's experience, it, the lifter's experience that day, so much more um, smooth. And it's, it's just, more than just going in and hitting your attempts. Yeah, 100%. there's a a lot more involved, mm-hmm. and so that's that's a big one for me. Yeah, just for the the benefit of the lifter yep agreed oh um if you have other ones i think it would be fun to hear them. oh someone did comment on our hot take about hook grip and i'll let you take a guess as to who it was greg no it wasn't greg jackson no it wasn't jackson brent yes <laughs> <laughs> he said we have baby thumbs if we don't like hook grip so here's it's my <laughs> not that i don't like it it's just unnecessary yeah. It's unnecessary. Like you don't need to do it unless you're <laughs> unless you're a weightlifter. Like you just don't need to. Lasha, I guarantee you, given the choice, would rather use straps or under over when he's queen and jerking six hundred pounds. But he has to do it that way. I just have baby thumbs, apparently. But all right, who are we supporting? Cowpoke Williamsville. Woo-woo.
Woo. They've been awesome. Uh, they've been nothing but great people. Um, we have five or six of those peeps that always come out. Um, actually, this last meet was kind of cool. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Eric and Mike competed. Sarah handled them, and they all worked together. But the entire store was here. The two owners, uh, all their front desk help, the tattooers, they were all here supporting. That's cool. Them. And that was, that was really cool. Um, something awesome. Uh, not only are they uh, great piercers and have a phenomenal gallery, but they also uh, have great tattooers there as well. Uh, just super great people. Uh, great vibes. Great environment. Support your local artists. Woo! Woo! All right. Well, like I said, if you have any pet peeves or icks, as the Utes say, <laughs> send them our way. We'd like to hear them. I mean, everyone's got more, I'm sure. I will not hear them if you say ick. I will. I'll, I'll take them. I'm not that. a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. So you can send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> you just want style points with the kids. Thanks. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, send those our way. Let us know who you're supporting. And, you know, we're, we're always looking to find, find new people. Yeah. And thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. See ya.